Hello. Hi. You got your tea? We're here because we're starting a podcast. We are. What's the podcast called then? It's called Sanity. Like tea. Like tea. <laughs> Hi. Hey. How are you? Mm, I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. I'm glad. I'm how glad how you're are okay. you? I'm, I'm good. I burned myself with my coffee. You did. Are you okay? Yeah. You're not like scalded. I'm. I'm. I'm not horribly wounded. You don't need to go to A and E. No, I think no. I can keep my leg. You don't need a screen screen graft. Screen graft. A, screen a graft. skin graft. <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. Okay. Hi everybody. It's Nin. Sup. It's Ribbon. And Nan is close. Um, they're co-conscious. That means they're closer to the front of the subconscious, and so I can pick up their thoughts more or less clearly. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of describing it. So it's basically like being able to hear somebody else's thoughts. So yep. that, that's what Nan's doing right now. Well, sup? Welcome back to Sanity. 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 Have you guys got a good grip on your actual sanity? How it helps your week being? For real, straight up. Mm-hmm. It's been tough. It has? It's been pretty tough. I mean, overall, like, a hard day here with you guys is way better than a peaceful day back at home Mm -hmm. by ourselves. Mm -hmm. But it's been a hard week. Um, It's just a lot of PTSD trauma stuff. Well, if you guys want to know more about PTSD, we will have an episode on that coming. But not today. No. Not today. Not today. Do you want to talk about it? Mm, no, not really. <laughs> okay, that is totally fine. That's for another day. Insanity, we respect people's boundaries. Yep. So how's your week been, Nin? The weird thing is, is that I know I've been out most of the week, mm-hmm. but I have absolutely zero immediate recall. Wow. <laughs> I can't remember what we did yesterday, except I know <clears throat> you were out for a bit, I think, yeah. and we watched RuPaul. I no, that was remember. the day before yesterday. That was the day before yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's been a tough week for me too, but I'm yeah. okay. We're getting yeah. through it together. It's uh getting into the end of November when we're uh, filming this. Yeah. And uh anniversary has been rearing their heads. Yep. Also, the internet isn't always the nicest place, and it's important. No to remember to take your time away from it. It's so easy to get caught up in Mm -hmm. all the social media and stuff like that. I sound like such an old person when I say (laughs) that, but it really is a different world on there. So it's important to remember to take time for yourself in the the external world away from some technology and just give yourself a break. Yeah. I need a break. (laughs) Okay, so what are we talking about today, Riv? Um, today we are going to talk about one of the mental illnesses that has one of the most stigma attached to it and a whole bunch of misconceptions around it, and that's the disease of addiction. Mm-hmm. That includes alcoholism, um, because alcohol... It's a drug. It, it can definitely spur on the disease of addiction. Alcohol is just a symptom of the underlying disease the alcohol is a neutral presence. It's uh, the behaviors around the alcohol. And same with like any other addictive drug or behavior. Behaviors were the worst for us, addiction-wise. What, the hardest to deal with? Yeah, because, I mean, behaviors can be addictive too. 
Yeah. And uh, I don't know, have you ever struggled with any addictions at all? Well, not like anything diagnosed. I guess you could say I have one that has been suggested to me that it could be an addiction. Hmm. Well, actually, two things that have been suggested to me that could be addictions, neither of which are drugs. Mm. So it's very biologically different than mm. being addicted to, like, weed or alcohol or any other kind of stronger drug. Well, I mean, the, bio the biology in the brain, I want to say, is similar. And the chemicals, because the alcohol is a neutral presence, which is why some people can drink alcohol like one glass of wine like five days a week and live a completely functional life um alcoholism becomes a disorder when it starts interfering with your life and in addition to drugs it start when it starts interfering with your life that's when it's like really a problem yeah that works the same for a lot of mental illnesses it's once mm -hmm. it, it it's once it has a big enough effect on your life that it stops you from being able to function normally mm -hmm. that's when it's considered a disorder so not if you were just sad a lot of the time you wouldn't be considered clinically depressed mm -hmm. but if you are unable to function as a normal human being because of being sad all the time mm -hmm. plus some other symptoms too then you may be considered clinically depressed by yeah. a doctor who's professionally diagnosed you based on mm -hmm. a lot of other things too but that's one of the biggest things to look at and it applies the same to addictive substances and behaviors yeah like um i know that substances have easy they can easily become addictive because the chemicals that are released when you drink alcohol or you do, do different drugs they activate like the reward center in your brain Mm -hmm. and so releases all that dopamine and dopamine can be addictive too yeah also if you're used to receiving a lot of dopamine say you've been taking a lot of drugs that do release a lot of dopamine the dopamine receptors in your brain get used to experiencing that high level of the feel-good hormone yeah and so then when you're not receiving it you don't feel good anymore. And yeah. little things that would have made you feel good before, it doesn't add up in the same way. Yeah. So you learn to seek out that behavior because it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. It does change your brain chemistry based on what you've been doing and how long you've been doing it for. Yeah. And this is why I think that, I mean, this is why I think that some people have addictive personalities and some folks don't. I do think that I mean, the disease of addiction can be traced to genetic origins. This doesn't mean that if you have an alcoholic parent that you're going to be an alcoholic. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, um... There's and, definitely links throughout genetic history. Yeah. But it's not, like, a definite... I mean, but if you're going to abuse alcohol, then you're going to become reliant on it because of the way it changes your brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's the disease of addiction when, after it proves itself to you that it no longer works, it's no longer sustainable, the drug alcohol isn't doing what it used to do, but you still go back to it. Mm -hmm. When it's proved that it's more trouble than it's worth, but at, at the point where you've got to make a decision whether to drink or not, it doesn't come up in your brain that this got me in trouble. It's that 
repeating cycle. I can't remember, I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but my memory's been very bad lately, but we learnt about it in um, A-level psychology that I did, mm-hmm. and there was, a, a lot of it was to do with brain chemistry and, you know, the reaction of different parts of your brain to the chemicals and to the um, neuroplasticity of your brain. Some mm-hmm. people's brain will be able to jump back faster than other people's. Yeah. But also it's it's the behaviour and the cycles that it pulls you back into. And mm-hmm. also conflicting thoughts. It's very difficult to have two conflicting thoughts. So I need it and I want it. And also I know that if I want to be healthy, I need to quit. It's very mm-hmm. hard to hold two thoughts like that in your head. Well, yeah. Your brain will want to pick one or the other. And if you've been proved, if, if, if it's proved that if you choose this choice, you know it's going to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. But this other choice you haven't tried yet, but you know it's going to be difficult. Your brain is going to want to jump for the one that you had previous experience of and that has yeah. been a positive experience. The way that addiction, you see like Nan getting real heated. Like Nan has a huge history of addiction. Um, Nan has a very addictive personality, and um, both of my integrated parts, um, both Evan and Seth, bore both like addictive personalities. You might want to quickly explain oh, integration. Oh, integration. <laughs> uh, basically, I used to have be two alters. Before that, I was also two alters. But um, and then the amnesic walls between us that separated us as our own individuals kind of crumbled down and we became one Mm -hmm. so i have the history of being both evan and seth but now i'm just riven i'm one singular person Mm -hmm. so that's integration we go into more detail about stuff like this and explain it um more in depth on our youtube channels if you'd like to check them out they're at dissociated and team pinata um so as an example of addiction I know, logically, that this brain is addictive. As myself, as Riven, I know that Evan had trouble with alcohol and Seth had trouble with marijuana. Other parts of Evan also had trouble with other addictions, such as um, self-injury. But um, even though, like, Nan had been to a lot of treatment centers, even though I had gotten myself and the system into a lot of trouble with my alcoholism when I was just Evan and I cost us a lot of money and trouble as Seth with the marijuana. When presented with the urge of I want to get high, I couldn't recall the trouble that I had caused. It didn't cross my mind one bit. It's like touching a hot stove and not putting your hand away Mm -hmm. and not even registering that it's hurting you. And it's not like I hadn't touched that stove before. I know the stove is going to burn me, but I still put my hand on it. So recently, like, I don't know, a few months ago, I got the system into a little bit of trouble. I put us in a very dangerous situation, and we're safe. Everyone was safe. Nothing bad happened, but, I mean, we lost some money. We got robbed, and that was my fault because... I wanted to get drugs and I put us in a dangerous situation because I wanted pot. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's just, it's quite scary to see because I've seen you guys go through stages where it hasn't been as much of an issue. Like you haven't actively been going for your Mm -hmm. addictions. But 
when you are kind of in the grip of it, you mm. guys are extremely intelligent. And mm. Nan specifically is very, very good at thinking about what's going on and reflecting on what's going mm. on and really psychoanalyzing deep into what's good for them yeah. and what's good for their system. So it's so frightening to see somebody you love and know and watch them be completely taken over by their addictions because I know that you knew better than that. Oh, yeah, I did, especially since, like, a couple days before. Oh, yeah. Like, I had gotten Jer into some trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because of another... That was scary to see it repeating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And knowing it, you know better, mm -hmm. and it's, it's frightening to see that. It's not that you're deliberately doing it even though you know better. It's that it literally yeah. doesn't even cross your mind because no. the desire is it's blinding. The... Yeah, and I mean, the consequences don't even register. No. And the only thing it becomes about in the moment is, well, I gotta get, I gotta get this addiction taken care of. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's automatic or semi-automatic. Mm -hmm. Addiction is real hard to fight. I used to be against my system getting clean and sober, and I'm kind of on board with that now. <laughs> I think it's about time we stopped. I got a little bit too firm with you at one point, but I mean, uh, hey. you listened. I'm sorry that I was a little harsh on you. Uh, I needed it. As somebody supporting somebody who experiences addiction and also who supported other people who experienced addiction in the past, it mm. can be very scary and frustrating to watch somebody struggle so much, especially when you know that they are capable and that they have, you know, a, a lot of chance for a bright future ahead of them, mm -hmm. to watch somebody fall back into a place where you know that you can't do it for them can be difficult to watch. But mm -hmm. as somebody who does support people in that situation, you need to be patient and understanding and you need to educate yourself because mm -hmm. it is not like they're doing it because they want to. It is painful and difficult and stressful and frightening, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think it's any situation that anyone would willingly put themselves in. No, no. Um, I think especially Nan. Nan has gone to some real bad place with places with their alcoholism, but we've been sober like almost a year now. Just under a year. Just under a year. When a couple did you fly weeks. To Missouri? November 29th was Nan's. Uh, November 29th, November 29th. So November 29th was the last time you drank. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. It's we also fun. haven't smoked cigarettes in a little bit. We still vape, but I'm really proud of you Haven't smoked guys. cigarettes. It was crazy. Like they made the decision and pretty much quit like that. Like you had a few cigarettes here and there. You cut down, but it was, it was really hard. fast. Well, we vape, and that kind of helps with the nicotine sense. Satiates. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it was easy. I could mm -hmm. see that it's not easy, and I still do see that it's not easy, mm -hmm. and I see your cravings, but. It was amazing. I'm really impressed. Like, once you made that decision, you were dedicated to it. That's the thing, is that no one can recover from addiction but you. And, of course, you can need help. I mean, you can get help if... if I mean, definitely get help. It's hard to be on your own floundering in the dark. But, in the end, you have to make that decision. Like, I have to make that decision, and Nan has to make that decision, and we have to make that decision ourselves and stick with it, back it up with actions. 
we can't go back down that road again. We have to be aware of the warning signs, like the early yellow light warning signs. Mm -hmm. With DID, it's hard because I didn't used to always be on board. Like, even if Nan was in recovery, Doesn't mean you Evan didn't want to be. Seth didn't want to be. And so I would introduce a substance back into our bloodstream. And then the brain would go, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. Let's get some more. And then we'd be off and running again. And so I'm really glad that we're all on the same team as a system now. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that nobody's trying to fight it, even though there are people in your system who are not happy that this decision has been made. Nobody seems to be deliberately going mm. against it. And also the fact that you're in England with me, where it is illegal to, to do weed, whereas yeah. where you came from, it was legal. Yeah. So there's something to be aware of, guys, the yeah. legal differences. Yeah. I know that you can't run off and get some easily because no. this, is, this is my town <laughs> you don't know where to go no so definitely not that and i mean takes it out as well not being mm -hmm. in that in, in that environment where you know yeah, where to go and it definitely. is easy and you've been there and definitely. you know when you walk past a street corner it's like oh well you know there's where i used to get weed or oh i've seen that guy before he has drugs on him mm -hmm. while well, you're in a completely new environment and mm -hmm. an environment that has no real connection to those addictions I'm assuming that it's easier to not have those things fire up in your brain. There's less triggers. Yeah. But I mean, still, like, when I go to the grocery store, I look at the beer. Oh, yeah. I course. look at the whiskey. Yeah. I look at the deals and go, oh, that's on sale. <laughs> Maybe we should get some. And yeah. I mean, I miss it. Yeah. I miss it. I miss the illusion of what it used to give me. Yeah, I, I do too. Because uh, at the end, it was just ugly. Nobody liked it. Um, I also want to mention that substances like alcohol and um, drugs aren't the only things that can become addictions. Mm -hmm. Like uh, exercise can become addiction. An eating disorder is a, is a kind of a, an addiction in and of itself. Yeah, it is. Self-injury was the most challenging addiction that Nan or another part of me ever had to face. Mm -hmm. Ever. Hands down. But it's possible to get up. It's possible to get up and make that decision. I just had to figure out something that was more important to me than the instant gratification. I had to have a reason to fight, and it's hard to find a reason when it's so dark. And life is so consumed by behaviors and ugliness and mental illness and stuff. But once Nan found that reason first, it was art. And um, I followed soon after um, because of uh, someone in the system there was a reason to try. There was a reason to make that decision to go forward instead of backwards. I was no longer complacent and that made a big difference. I'm really proud of you. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not perfect either. No, I mean, I'm also an integrated alter. I used to be Chloe who ran the YouTube channel, who started Dissociated, who most people who are familiar with us would know. And Chloe integrated with our sexual protector, Nina. Um, a sexual protector is an alter that their job generally revolves around keeping the body safe in unwanted or non-consensual non non sexual experiences and will hold a lot mm -hmm. of trauma around that. Nina had a very addictive personality as well. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of trouble with drinking. I wouldn't mm -hmm. go as far as to say it was an addiction but if I carried down the road I was, mm -hmm. and if it was easier for me to have been able to get alcohol, mm -hmm. it would have been. 
I think if I'd have stayed at university and the DID hadn't had read its head then, then I probably would have followed down a similar route to where you and Nan found yourselves. And it can always go lower. Yeah. You don't have to hit the rockiest rock bottom to hit your rock bottom. No. I mean, everyone's rock bottom is going to be different too. Yes. And it's true. And There'll people... be different rock bottoms throughout your life as well. Yeah. Like, you don't have to hit the ugliest rock bottom to decide, hey, it's time to put down the shovel, stop digging myself in this hole, and start mm -hmm. trying to climb up. No. Don't, don't wait for things to get there before you decide that you can stop. Yeah. It's all possible. It's totally possible. It is. Even um, when it feels like it isn't. Nan, in particular, like, I haven't really been in recovery very long. But Nan has been in recovery for a while, and they've met so many people who were at, like, really low bottoms. Yeah. And now they have years of clean time, years of sobriety, years of good health, mm -hmm. years of, like, positive life choices, and their lives have changed. I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that. I'm glad that I've made the decision now as Nan to, to not drink again. Because since I have, I have had a night out drink after integrating as Nin. I had a three-day hangover. It was, it, it was pretty rough. Yeah. It was pretty rough, but again, it wasn't because of the hangover. It was because it was triggering. Um, when I was in university was when I first had regular access to alcohol. I'd always been craving it, and through my teenage years, I would do whatever I could and seize whatever opportunity I could to get alcohol. But it was very difficult based on where I lived and how I was brought up. So I mm. did not have access to alcohol easily, which probably mm. helped a lot. But obviously once I was let loose in university, mm -hmm. the first thing you do is freshers week. And that's when, you know, there's stuff on every night. And this one girl who I was friends with, she was known as being the very heavy drinker. And I think the only time that it really flared up to me is thinking of, Oddly, it came up in my head as, wow, I'm doing a good job. Mm, but really, mm -hmm. it should have been, this is something that's a, an issue you should be paying attention to now, mm -hmm. was when I had got completely blackout drunk the night before. I'd, mm. I'd gone out every night, bar one night, for two weeks straight, and gotten completely smashed out of my head. So that I didn't mm. have to think about anything, I didn't have to feel anything. The only thing I thought about was getting drunk, getting alcohol, buying alcohol, drinking it mm -hmm. as fast as possible and being drunk for as long as possible. When I was doing that, I messaged on the group chat the next night and was like, so who's going out again tonight? And this friend who I had who was known for being the very, very heavy drinker, who could drink a lot and drank all the time and, you know, was actually worryingly dependent on alcohol, mm -hmm. said, Chloe, you're crazy if you're drinking again. Um, like, are you serious? I think that you should, you should not go out tonight. Mm. Um, and I was like, no, if I'm going to do freshers, I'm going to do it right. And stuff like that. Um, I think that I would have carried on like that if the DID discovery and a lot of other traumatic stuff hadn't have happened. Mm -hmm. I definitely have parts to me that will grab any form of escape, whether it's mm -hmm. damaging or not, that will numb you or take you away from the reality, take you away from the memories, take you away from the pain and the experiences mm -hmm. and adjust the way your, your brain works. That's like one of the sparks underneath the disease of addiction that keeps it going. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, it's a lot of escapism. Yeah, is the escape. Is the feeling of being in control mm -hmm. as well. The feeling of being able to do something. Like, I can make myself feel good. Can make my Life sucks, but I, I, watch me all numb out right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it only took about 10 minutes to drink mm -hmm. a quarter bottle of whiskey. 10 minutes from then, I started feeling numb. Damn. Damn, that's scary as hell. Don't drink, kids. Ugh, just drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Keep an eye on, on your friends and the people yeah. you love if they are if, showing symptoms of addiction. If you're unable to drink responsibly or use responsibly, then might want to question mm. why. And it doesn't have to be really obvious either. Even if mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, you've had a bad day or you're under some stress. The first thing you know you need to do in order to feel better is I need to go and have some wine. I need to, you know, have some weed. I won't feel better until I've had my wine or my weed or my drink. Mm -hmm. or the only thing you can think about when you get home from work is and I've got to drink this stuff. You always have it in your house. You always go back to it before you can focus on or deal with anything else. Those are signs of addiction. Those are signs, but... Yeah, those are signs you should watch out for in your friends. It, it's mm -hmm. not going to start off by being them blacking out every day. Yeah. It will start slow. On, on many, many circumstances, yeah, it starts out slow. Mm -hmm. And um, just because you're a heavy drinker or you drank a lot in college also doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. No. Just because, um, just because you get hooked on a, a drug doesn't mean that you're, and you have the disease of addiction. Mm -hmm. You might have gotten involved in, a, in an addictive drug and it might have caused physical addiction mm. in your body, but the disease of addiction is characterized by the inability to stay away from it. And then once it's inside of you, you need more. Mm -hmm. All right, is that it, Nan? Apparently, I was a little too inarticulate. Inarticulate? <laughs> yeah. Nan could have done a better job, maybe, is what I'm getting. Maybe Nan should do a video yeah. for your channel. I think I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Want to do good tea? Yeah, let's do some good tea. Let's do some good tea. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? Um, this video was sponsored. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> this episode was sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a product that we both use. Well, I wouldn't really call it a product. What would you call it? A service? Uh, yeah, it's it's a service. It's um, online therapy. Our system does it currently mm -hmm. do, you, do you guys do it currently we've done it in the past but right now we're with a, a did specialist who we see in person but mm -hmm. we have used better health in the past and have had a very good experience with them yeah they're especially useful for if you can't have in-person therapy whether you're disabled and can't get out of the house or it's too difficult for you to go and see someone or there mm -hmm. aren't any therapists who work around your timetable maybe you work very strange hours you don't have the money to afford in-person therapy and travel better mm -hmm. help can take all that stress of it out for you and the cool thing that i know about it that the cool thing that i think that's cool about it is that you get to choose traits that your counselor therapist has so we made sure we had one who was real good with ptsd and trauma and grieving and stuff mm -hmm. and um after meeting meeting her like she is completely cool and on board with the DID and um, very understanding when it comes to that, especially since she's had like no formal training. But like we ticked off like some boxes 
And she's definitely has a lot of experience with PTSD mm -hmm. and anxiety and depression too. You but. can set what you're searching for. So if you did want somebody who specializes in PTSD, like you said, they will match you with somebody who has ticked those boxes. That can also be if you want a, let's say, religious or non-religious therapist mm -hmm. or somebody who is um, like of a certain sexuality mm -hmm. or a certain gender, if some genders can be more difficult for some people to open up to or potentially triggering in certain circumstances. BetterHelp will help match you on that. So mm -hmm. you don't, you're not like restricted to who is around in your area. You can choose anybody. And if, if you don't get on with them, you don't feel that click, BetterHelp will rematch you as soon as you ask yeah, them to, which is we did that. very easy. And it was very easy. It's also affordable and portable. It is. It is affordable and portable. So if yep. you guys would like to check that out, you can go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash sanity podcast and try them out and see what you think. Okay. Okay, now it's time for our final segment of the podcast where we talk about people's good tea, your good experiences that you've had this week, and we share it to end on a nice positive note and remind you guys that there are good things in the world mm -hmm. and it's not all this dark sad ugly difficult dealing yeah. with things yeah yeah you little nuggets start? of good exist mm-hmm all right so small cookie child says coming out as a system to our good friend was hard but i'm glad to say it went well we came out to our friend m and they are making a necklace for us with charms that can help us identify us easier good eggs really do exist that's awesome. That's so sweet, That's Matt. awesome, Matt. Aww. That's super sweet. That's so sweet. And for those of you who don't know, a system refers to all the alters within one body. So a system is somebody who has DID or OSDD. Mm -hmm. um, Alex Ollie says, hashtag good tea. After literally years of trying, writing, singing, performing, and being rejected, a producer from a concert I once went to contacted me and said he loved my voice. Oh, that's awesome, Alex. Oh, that Aww. feels good, I bet. That's so nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nan's real happy for you, too. They Aww. can relate to that, to that joy a lot. All right, so the art critic, one, two, three, four, says... I'm getting better at managing my tentatively diagnosed OSDD and I'm working slowly through my two integrations. Hi from Cheyenne, Eleven, Alice, and Roxy. Hi guys. Hi. I'm Enjoy. I'm glad it's going it's, I'm glad it's going okay. Definitely do it slowly. There is yeah. there's nothing wrong with taking your time. You've yeah. got this. Slow and steady. Living Paradoxes says we haven't had too many panic attacks at school this week and we really love our partner system a whole lot. That's really sweet. Oh, that is sweet. I'm glad you have your partner system and that the panic attacks are easing because panic I, attacks are not fun. They're not. And I'm glad that you can notice that they're be getting less because mm -hmm. it's about noticing those, those little things. Those little differences. Okay, so one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, trash but sparkly says sanity podcast here's some hashtag good tea i have been wanting to learn korean for years every time i've tried the dark side of my brain wins however look at what i've started and i've never been so passionate about it someone's learning lessons. korean oh really neat yeah handwriting too. real neat handwriting 
I love the um, characters in the um, Korean uh, alphabet. I'm not sure what they're called. I know that like some Japanese characters are called like kanji. I'm not sure if there's a, another word for... I, well, I'm not sure what the word is for the Korean. Yeah, I don't know. Korean characters. They're pretty. They're awesome, and I want to know now. Somebody tell me. So, somebody educate me, please. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> well. That's all from us today, I think. That's it. A little bit wiped out. Bless you, Muffin. Guinea pig Sorry, sneezed. Guinea pig sneezed. <laughs> he did. Bless you. Oh. He's settling down for a sleep. Yeah, he is. What a cutie pie. If you guys enjoyed this and you'd like to listen to or watch more podcasts, you can visit us at youtube.com forward slash sanity podcast where the recordings of these videos and the behind the scenes are posted. So if you'd like to watch these completely uncut, unedited and with our faces as we do them, then go check us out there, subscribe, ring the bell button. We are available as a podcast, as just audio on almost all of your favorite podcasting sites if you'd like to visit us at anchor you'll be able to see where this podcast has been distributed to don't forget to check out better help if you feel like online therapy could help you and we hope that you have a lovely week peace see you next time guys bye folks bye bye, bye.